Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Mr. George Salas, who by the time this comes out today is going to be a married man. He was getting married this weekend in Houston, so we recorded this early in the week. Very excited to have him on. Him and I have been in contact for the last few months, and he is killing it on the short-term rental space, making over $150,000 a month by doing things like creative financing to get into deals, partnerships, creative finance strategies, and even some kind of arbitrage situations where he's able to rent to rent, which I think is a very interesting strategy and something literally anybody can do. And now I understand when people come to me for my rentals and they want to have some sort of master lease in there. So it makes a lot of sense. I think this is a fresh perspective. I've had a couple of Airbnb and short-term rental people on. It all works. It's all awesome. It's just a matter of what's going to work for you. So hopefully you guys get a lot of value out of this. Check out his upcoming classes, georgesalas360.com and all the notes for him and his social media and all things coming up on the short-term rental education side, you can find in the show notes for this podcast, as well as please go to nicknicknick.com slash links for all the ways to please connect with me on social media, including our affiliates page where you can get money for all your real estate deals from Nationwide Business Capital Group. You can email Marianne directly on that site. And just tell her the A-Game podcast sent me. I want some money to do some real estate. And she will do anything and everything she can to get you approved for as much money as she can, regardless of your situation, and get you the most competitive rates and terms, even if you have no experience. If you do, she'll be able to give you a great quote for maybe getting you cheaper money and more money than you're used to using prior in your other deals with your other lenders. So definitely give her a shout and check out our other sponsors while you're on that as well. And if you are looking for a free checklist on how to bring more values to your buyers as a real estate agent, real estate broker, or a wholesaler, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets and take a look there to get our free checklist. So last but certainly not least, let's do some real estate together. I have been terrible about getting back to people because I made the mistake of telling people to contact me everywhere. Text me, 516-540-5733 if you want to buy properties from me, sell properties to me, or find a way to partner up on some real estate deals and have a conversation of how do we work together? How do we make you more money? How do we get you more time? Or how do we work together and partner somehow on real estate? Or maybe you just want some potential referrals for some good jujitsu in your area. So I appreciate everybody supporting this podcast. I appreciate everybody that has been contacting me, liking my social media pages, subscribing to this podcast, telling other people to subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much for all the support. Thank you so much to George Salas for coming in. I hope your wedding was outstanding. I hope everybody has a great week. Thank you very much. A-Game Podcast. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is an entrepreneur and investor fighting out of Texas via way of Peru. He's a former nightclub owner, and he has done buy and holds, fix and flips, and wholesaling, and is now a master of achieving wealth through short-term rentals and is teaching others to do the same through his platform, Five Houses to Freedom, which we'll talk about, and is also the founder of Elevate, where he shares his his education and knowledge with others. He's currently making over $170,000 a month through over 50 short-term rentals in his personal portfolio and is a short-term rental strategist and specialist himself. Welcome to the A-Game Podcast, George Salas. Wow, Nick, brother, thanks for the intro. Uh, I truly appreciate you, man, and uh, thanks for having me here. So um, I'm ready to throw some A-game nuggets and strategies to your audience, brother. 
I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been following you. We've connected a little bit here and there, and uh, we definitely are kind of floating in the same circles, but I love what you're doing on the Airbnb, on the short-term rental strategy, and even just what you're doing on social media, putting yourself out there. I think it's awesome, man. And for people who are not 100% familiar with your story and background yet, can you give a quick 30,000-foot 30, 30, view of kind of who you are and where you came from? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I was born and raised in Peru until I was 15. I moved here at age 15, didn't know English or nothing. I just always had the, you know, the American dream of, of really building a business, building a legacy, living into my family, right? Uh, so I moved here um, via my parents, got a divorce, and then my mom remarried, did the whole online dating thing, which was, you know, very, very new back in the day. It's, this is like 1999-ish, right? So I uh, went to middle school, high school, played soccer here. Uh, and um, I actually went to nationals playing soccer. So it was very dedicated since the first days, right? Uh, one first team, all district and all that good stuff, right? And then I moved, when I entered the industry of what well, I actually work in, right? I, I actually started in the hospitality business, right? I'm back in hospitality, but it's a combination of hospitality with real estate, right? So I went into the hospitality industry. I did that for 10 years, uh, Nick, as a bartender, as a waiter, and then I ended up owning a nightclub, which I invested into somebody you know, like somebody else's project, I became a partner, and I was a marketing guy there, and a year and a half later, this is in 2017, right, we, we opened in 2016, and we ended up shutting down in 2017, so uh, that was uh, a great lesson, very expensive lesson, lost over $400,000 in, in that particular deal, because um, many mistakes, right, um, as a new entrepreneur then, I didn't really know uh, how to, how to, uh, you know, vet a partner, right? Um, so we had a partner, didn't do my proper homework, didn't have the right paperwork. So we ended up building uh, a big nightclub and he didn't know what he was doing as far as big projects, right? So I invested into one big egg and, and I learned a big lesson out of that, right? Lost a ton of money. Uh, and it was my dream to be an owner, a business owner of a nightclub because that's what I was doing. I was, you know, I was, on, I was an, an event marketer. So I, I ran a, a company locally that promoted, probably over 80, 90 different venues, right? With along with weekly, monthly, you know, big events, one-off events and stuff like that. So it was a marketing game of the last era, last, you know, I guess last, last decade, right? Um, but it, it, it was a great lesson, right? And then this is where I built uh, a lot of the relationships I have now and really made my name in an industry for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, you know, I realized that it wasn't really what would bring a legacy it wasn't what it would bring like what my purpose was right so I went through a transition you know in 2017 of like I was completely broke I had lost everything I had right which is a nightclub right and then I had invested everything I saved four hundred and ten thousand dollars over seven years right uh, so I'm a you know, 32 year old male at that time trying to figure it out right uh, so when that happened um, I got a phone call one day right and I'm, I'm sitting in the living room of, of my house and, uh, and, and I was just crying. I was, I was so down. I didn't know what to do with my life, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm literally pouring down tears and I get a phone call and my friend says, George, I need you to come to my flip, right? He's a buddy of mine here. We're always talking, we really go back to that, that time, right? He inspired me. He said, come now, right? And, and I literally drove off. I was down. And then when I went, I spent three, four hours with this flip, but it wasn't just me. It was like a group of 15 people. And he was an inspiring friend of mine, you know? So it's Brent, he's here locally in the oil and, business, uh, oil and gas industry now, but has done big projects, right? And uh, essentially that moment was my breakthrough, right? My outside breakthrough. And, and then the next morning I woke up with a different mentality, different mindset, which 
I had another breakthrough. I'm like, I, I can't stay the way I am, right? Uh, you know, I, I have to do something with my life and real estate, I feel like it's my destiny. So I went into real estate and started doing deals, right? And um, I started doing fix and flips, right? My first deal, I made $46,000, which is really cool. And then I started picking up more flips. I had five to seven flips at one time for about a year and a year and a half. And all of it, exactly like we were talking before you jumped, uh, we, we start recording, right? All of it through private money, right? Partnerships and stuff like that, you know? And then I figured out what wholesaling was. I was like, oh, cool, this is wholesaling. So I started wholesaling too. And in my first six months, bro, I brought in $98,000 of wholesale fields. So I was super proud of that. I used that cash to put into my into some arbitrage, rental arbitrage deals when it was rent to rent, right? That's the strategy of renting renting apartments or houses to, to rent them on Airbnb or the uh, online travel agencies. And that's how I got started into short-term rentals, right? Through the transition of figuring out what was really my real estate niche that I wanted. And the reason why I went through the struggles is just like a lot of us, right? When we start something, right? We are trying to figure out what's really our niche in, 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 in our situation, right? How it's currently uh, happening for us. So I figured out that I needed more cash flow than anything else. So doing these fix and flips took a lot of money out of pocket sometimes, right? And then I was doing all the work, splitting it two, three ways. But by the time we got paid, it was five, 10, $15,000 because we had to split it three ways, right? And then the wholesales were really cool, but I also had to wait, you know the game. Right, I had to wait quite a bit on the wholesale deals uh, for them to close. So short-term rentals changed my life at that time. And, and from there till now, um, we've been able to really increase our portfolio to amazing numbers, uh, change our game, not just doing from apartments to now we're doing only houses. And I'll, obviously we'll talk about it, why, right? Um, and essentially have an amazing network. I've met so many amazing people. I've got a great partner, you know, and several partners that I've done business with you know, in this industry right now. So people like yourself, right? Connecting with you, you know, um, I'm very grateful for, you know, being part of, of a bigger, bigger thing, a bigger network, right? Where there's a lot more people that really want to better themselves, right? So that's where we are. And today, you know, um, I'm excited to be here with you, bro. I love that, man. That's a, a very impressive story and a, a lot of stuff to digest over there. And, and obviously all of them are talking points we could spend like a whole day on and just just each one of those little points. And I'm excited to dig deeper in them. But a couple of things you said that I think are definitely worth noting. You have a background as an athlete and you came over here from another country. Those are two things that I hear time and time again of people that kill it on business or entrepreneurship that seems to be a common denominator for a lot of successful people. In your experience, what do you think it was about kind of coming over here from somewhere else that might have given you a little bit of extra motivation or drive or, or whatever it was that pushed you to keep going when things were tough? And I feel like athletes in general, a lot of my friends are fighters. They come through and whenever they look into business, they just have, sometimes they're just cut from a different cloth of being able to really soak things in and they have that competitive edge and you know, enough ego to push forward to win, but enough of a student side to be able to learn. So for you, what do you think it was from a background in athletics and a background of coming here from another country that helped you be successful in business? Uh, that's a great question, Nick. So um, if I think of that particular reason, I, I honestly think that the fire and drive that has driven me uh, to really start these businesses over the last few years and really shine in, in, in my area of expertise, 
Um, it, it's been a fire from being born in an Adobe house, right? I grew up in an Adobe house in a small town of 40,000 people, right? Called Tarapoto, right? Being born in such a small and, and in a poor environment, you know, and, and really seeing and having a dream, like what's driven me is, is that dream, that vision, right? So, so when I was a little, I always wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to be a freaking doctor at times. I wanted to be something big, right? Something bigger than myself, right? So the fire came from literally learning to grow up in a third world country, right? That's where the fire came from. And then what drives me today is more than that, more than that, you know, uh, experience of, you know, 15 years of living in a little third world country, right? Um, today is more purpose, right? Purpose, like, what am I going to do with the opportunities that have presented to me? And how I'm going, am I going to, you know, make them bigger than myself, right? How am I going to impact more people, you know, and, and really uh, make the best out of our lives, right? And that's what we're all about. We're all here for that reason, right? Like our infinite, you know, many purposes that we have, but the purpose for me is, is legacy, right? Building something bigger than myself to leave it to my family. I love that, man. I think that that's outstanding. And I second all those. Another thing you touched on that I think is a, a huge common denominator of everybody I know that's successful on some level. And again, there's varying degrees, but you talked about taking a pretty big loss, you know, loss that 400 plus thousand dollars is, is more money than some people will ever be able to see in one time in their entire life. So for you to lose that in one deal, I feel like these are the stories where people have somebody who knows somebody who lost everything they had in real estate. And that's why they convince other people not to do it. And then I hear guys like you guys like myself and like pretty much across the board, everybody I talk to in real estate that at some point took some sort of major physical, financial, emotional, personal loss. And instead of using that to go, okay, that sucked. Like I'll never do that again. Used it and went, I'm not scared that defeat's not going to bring me down. I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to come back bigger, better, stronger, and faster than ever. So Talk a little bit through how you got through that on the mental side, because I think that that's a huge thing is people need to understand it's not all Lamborghinis and girls and, and vacations on the beach. There is, it's not a game. And when I tell people and they want to come in and dabble in stuff and, you know, they don't want to invest in themselves or invest in educating themselves on how to do this the right way. I'm like, I know you think it's easy because you see it on YouTube, but it's not like, and it's not a game. And if you don't do it the right way, these are the kind of things that can happen and thankfully, some people are able to recover from those, but there's tons that aren't. So I think that that point right there is huge because in business and life, you are going to take some L's. How do you move past them and get yourself back on the horse to fight another day? Right. So to be successful, brother, it's it's perseverance. And I'm going to I'm going to sort of break it down in the way I look at it. Right. And into three. Um, so for me that journey to get out of there is first, you've got to come out of, of your dark days, right? That was the first thing before I even get into the three, how I look at life every single day, right? But when I was down, I had to come out of it. I had to snap out of it, right? So everybody needs a breakthrough, right? So start searching for the breakthrough, right? And, and the breakthrough was that day that I went to my friend's house, right? And, and he was having a flip. And this is where I had the breakthrough that, wow, like how... How am I sitting here and not doing what he's doing? How can he do it and not me? So once we get mentally a breakthrough when we're down, right, we, we, we've got to apply and take action. The, the outside, the outer move, the action taking breakthrough now, it's making a move to go learn it, right? And this is where the path starts for all of us. Entrepreneurs are going to go up and down for their entire lives. We have to be more prepared every single time, right? And how we are prepared 
is by acquiring these skills that no one can ever take away, right? Exactly what you said, Nick, right? Number one for me is growth and learning, okay? Without growth and learning, then you're staying in where you are or you're dying, right? You know, I'm sure you've heard the coaches say, I'm sure you've heard business owners, you're either growing or you're dying, right? And when you're learning and taking seminars and buying courses and educating yourself and, and working with mentors and really developing a network, right? Because growth is also your network. It's who you know. It's not really just education, right? When you're growing as a person, you have a better network, right? So growing and learning go right along in that first bucket that I put of how I look alike, right? Secondly is exactly what I said earlier, purpose, right? I'm trying to figure out every day what, what is my purpose this month? What's my purpose this year? Why am I doing this? So for me, that has been the bucket of personal development. And, and, and I'm, I'm a Brandon Bichard, Darren Hardy, you know, uh, fan. So these, these two guys are, have made probably the most impact in my life when it comes to long-term, you know, long-term personal development and purpose, right? So that was, that's been for me that, that, that's the second bucket, right? So the third bucket for me is process. Then I, I've got I've to improve my process every single month, every single week, every single year, right? every quarter. And how I improve it is obviously I either make the mistakes or work with somebody and kind of take the shortcut, right? So when I first started, I, I, was, I was the guy that went and did it all painfully through the trial and error period, you know, process. So I had to go through the painful, bad, you know, insane experiences of learning all of the entire business on my own because I couldn't afford it, right? So, but today, obviously, I am huge on education. Like I, uh, I belong uh, to four masterminds, two coaching programs and two masterminds, right? We've talked about this, the family mastermind power room. And, you know, I work with uh, two of my mentors, right? Two, two different groups, right? One is for uh, organic marketing and the other one is for business. Um, Ray and Dave, they're, I mean, I've got to give it to them. They've taught me over the last couple of years. I, I work directly with them, right? Uh, what, what is really, you know, like how you can really continue to improve your process, right? So they've shown us. So, so first is growth of learning for me, right? That's how we came out of it. Secondly, I, you know, it's purpose, right? Understanding why. And then third is process. How do you improve your process every day, every week, every month, every quarter, every year? I love that, man. I think that that's an outstanding answer. And I love how detailed you got with it. Instead of just kind of reaching for things, you, you touched on both, you know, you have the mental side of it, and then you have the tactical side of it. So I feel like that helps balance each other out, which is phenomenal. You know what I mean? So when you're looking for just the meat and potatoes of how do I get myself out of this, you have a plan of attack, but when you also need some of that, you know, self-talk, you have that too. So I think that that's a great answer, man. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I'm, it's definitely, not an overnight thing, an overnight process, right? You know this. So yeah, yeah I'm excited, man. Thanks. On the personal side there, did you have anybody you could go to, to like vent and talk things out and, and pump you up when you had those dark days to be able to talk you out? Like, where did you go to find that? Because sometimes, you know, when, you know, I've heard, I think even Matt Andrews was saying this, shout out to him. I know you're in a, his masterminds, great guys been on this podcast, but you know, it's, it's fun celebrating wins together, but sometimes you need somebody around to help talk you off the ledge on the losses as well. And a lot of people don't have that support, especially starting out when the people in your life are telling you, this is dangerous, this doesn't work, you shouldn't do this. And then you keep it to yourself and then you have a bad experience and then you go to them and they're like, well, I told you, you know, it doesn't help anybody. So was there somebody in your life that helped kind of keep you positive and keep you inspired to keep going? Well, when I first, I would say when I was transitioning from 
you know, the, my old industry to, to, to real estate, I really didn't have anyone, right? It was my family and that's it. And I, I had to just fire up myself in order to really execute. You know, I went through a really rough period for about six, six, seven months, real meaning, well, you know, money was scarce. We're really trying to start a business and, you know, figuring out what to do, right? It's towards the end of uh, 2017, right? And then launching into 2018 is when I got my first deal, you know? So at first it was no one, but as soon as I started, you know, generating more capital from a second source, right? Which would be real estate while still being in the other industry. Cause I, I, I did a crossover for about six months, right? I was both in both industries, still doing events um, up until the middle of 2018 and then transitioning into real estate. I went into literally Nick networking events every single week to meet people in this industry, to build relationships, right? To provide value. Like I, I did a lot of things. I would join this, um, this networking event and I would just make would be really cool with them and ask what they need. And all of a sudden they had me on their staff. And then when I was on their staff, I would come help. It was like once a month, right? On that one. But you know, in your city, you have tons of them. So I started building relationships with the head guys of each, each company that throws the networking event. Right. And then that was who my support was. And all of a sudden, you know, I've got 10 people that are business owners that are 10 times higher than me, right? And when I'm just getting started and they own 100 houses, right? Like I've got a guy in Houston who's my friend, who's been a mentor, right? And, and boom, all of a sudden he had 100 houses then. He's got like 128 now. But that is a good friend who gives me advice, right? So, so he became a mentor. There's another guy that, you know, through his networking event and we ended up networking. Now I'm actually doing business with these guys, right? We're doing business together in a sense of like, they're working with, uh, they're sending me clients, you know, I'm sending deals, I'm selling them deals, right? And, you know, like uh, they're selling me deals, that, that, that sort of real estate business. But it all started with going to one networking event and then getting to know the head people and they're building a relationship and then, then they became mentors, right? Well, God, I could not afford a coach back then, you know, in 2021, being in four masterminds, you know, we spent over a hundred grand, right? Just in, in one year in masterminds. So that's what learning is about. When you put 15, 20% of your income into growing, learning courses, seminars, masterminds, events, conferences, you know, and you work with a mentor and a coach that can really put it all together for you in your head, boom, there's no way you can fail because you are literally pulling from different aspects and different areas. You're getting the right advice. You're still making some mistakes, but you're making maybe 5% of the mistakes you would have made if you had none of those things, right? So that was the whole drive for me. And that's how it all changed to you know change the game for me change to the a game <laughs> i love that that's yeah, awesome man. It, it is pretty cool how when you look at stuff in life i've watched over the last you know 5 10 15 years the people that i looked up to on social media or on tv or just in sports and stuff like that t 5 10 years later they wind up becoming your friends and your peers it's it's kind of a crazy thing like hey man like i I see my brother where he's got he's good friends now. He's in bands with people that when we grew up, he had their poster on his wall above his bed. You know, like I watch these guys fight now and do real estate deals with them. So it is kind of a cool thing the way that starts to happen. I think it's awesome. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesale, and fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com 
go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. Yeah. And it's think if you think about it, you don't do all the, the three big buckets. You don't grow and learn. You don't get to meet them. You don't really find the purpose and, and understand why you're doing all this. Then it's going to be a, a one seat, right? You're going to do it one time and never going to come back. You know, there always has to be an end game. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. So transitioning now for short-term rentals, Airbnb, VRBO, I know you have a wealth of knowledge and there's probably a million different things we can talk out there. You know, I definitely want to touch on market research, analysis, uh, apartments versus houses, acquisition strategies, and something I have not had anybody on here talk about yet is the arbitrage strategy there. So I'd love to hear all about that. I don't know if I want to get into that stuff first or you want to start out with, I know you have five pillars that you like to kind of focus on for here. So I'll let you take the lead. Absolutely, brother. So the way that I have come to really develop uh, my own strategy was, was to really focusing on the five pillars I'm going to talk about in just a second. And I'm going to give you the why behind it first, right? Why did I really develop my own system is because I was going and finding anything I could find, right? And then just, I, I, would, I was getting all the properties that I could just to get my name up. And then I was like, all of a sudden, I've got one bedrooms, I got two bedrooms, I got studios, I got three bedroom houses, and I got this, and I, it was, I got condo, condos, right? <laughs> I, was, I had a couple condos. Wow, like, I realized that, you know, this business is about mastering one of those niches, right? You don't have to have all kinds, right? And, and figuring out what is it that you want at the beginning, right? So first of all, we focus on pillar number one is we focus on truly mastering our market, right? And understanding where am I going to invest? Why am I investing? What price the real estate you know, probably, you know, real estate prices per square foot are, if I'm, if I'm finding a market that's, you know, a, a, a metro market, you know, am I finding something that is more of a regional market, sort of a vacation rental market, or am I, am I trying to invest in something national? Most people, most real estate investors, most of my clients invest in the metro markets, right? So market research, if you really master that, everything else becomes easier and attainable, right? Because if you identify where the money is, then everything else flows, meaning it's easier to find the most profitable property. So you know what you want, purpose, right? And then if you find the most profitable property, the market's telling you that there's this micro market, this area, right, of X amount of properties that are, 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 are generating over six figures a year, right? And, and that's a micro market, right? And, and my expertise is in finding and really just providing or creating the sweetest spots it's called a sweet spot and it's the biggest margins by niching down in a micro market right that's that's my strategy once you find a micro market then your property it's called the perfect properties well we really focus on the second pillar right we identified the perfect property for that micro market could be a three bedroom it could be a four bedroom right it could be a bunch of two bedroom apartments there's a bunch of maybe hospitals around the area right and then their places are not renting uh, to other hosts or there are regulations in that city, right? So we find the perfect property for that market, right? So we teach all about, you know, either buying or renting, it doesn't matter. You know, we work with a lot of lenders and work with, you know, uh, 
people that help us, you know, attorneys that help us. So all of these, um, all of these resources, you know, they, they've come from us doing deals, right? So our clients have given them access to attorneys that can structure the deals, you know, agents that are certified for short-term rentals, you know, people that can find them the perfect property. And once that perfect property is done, we focus on staging, right? My, my fiance is, um, by the way, I'm getting married this weekend, Nick. <laughs> Congrats, sir. Congrats. Appreciate it. So my fiance is, is a master at staging and design, right? So locally here in Houston, we have teams of people that design, right? And obviously we've created a, a list. This could be done anywhere, right? Virtual staging, virtual design, all this with a purpose, right? And that purpose is to meet the type of property that, that we've chosen in the type of market that we've identified be the best market, okay? Then after that, pillar number four is uh, your marketing strategy, right? So I call it the perfect marketing strategy, right? And, and that is all about three elements, right? It's about your listing, like what does it look like? Where are you posting your listing? What platforms? How are you optimizing your listing? How are you automating your listing, right? It's about your pricing strategy and then your booking strategy. Don't want to get too techy and technical here, but pricing and booking, right? If you master this, it's probably the, probably the slowest thing to pick up, the slowest you know, element to pick up in the whole business because it requires a little bit of critical thinking and understanding the market in order to really have an efficient pricing strategy, right? So it took me a while to master that. Right, just like it took me a while to, to 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 really become the best at you know market research. Right, so when I have that pillar done, which is you know marketing, right, I call it the perfect marketing strategy. Right, then you're set. Now the last pillar is all about guest experience, and we call it the, the perfect five uh, the five star guest experience. Right, and and this is just the management side. Right, this is the delivery, and and then how five star-ish do you want to get, right? If we identify, Nick, the, the right market that's going to make the most money, you have to deliver a five-star guest experience. You have to have the right pricing strategy to maximize, right? You have to have the right listing to maximize your revenue. And if you don't stage the property correctly and you don't find the right property, then sort of they all work together, right? These pillars are, I, I, I came up with them so that people understand that this isn't a business that you do one thing, you set it and forget it. Right. This is a business where where you come in and, and you really could create very high numbers, very, you know, six figure cash flow type of deals with three, four bedrooms, houses that create, you know, six hundred, five hundred dollars a month that bring you as a long term rental. Right. So the difference could be huge. But to get there, you know, it isn't as easy as most people say, and it requires more work and more management, right? So if you have a property that gives you, that generates you 50,000 or 60,000 a year, and your mortgage is 1,500, 1,500 times 12 is 18,000, right? Plus your expenses are going to be between 25 and 30%, right? You do the math, 50,000 minus 18,000 minus 30% of 15, that's probably about 35, 40,000, right? So in a $50,000 generating property, you can maybe make 10 grand, if, if, if you have a management company, but what if you really identified and perfected those pillars, Nick, right? What if you were able to apply the best pricing strategy, really have five-star reviews every single time, you know, like you have a long-term, stable, consistent cash flowing business 
that's going to give you five to 10 times more the cash flow and ROI than a long-term rental, right? And that's what, that's our full focus, right? So we've, and it took years to really learn for me, at least to master the pillars, right? It's the 10,000 hours, they call it. <laughs> that's awesome so, info, man. I appreciate that. That's really good stuff. And again, tons of things to break down on that on many macro levels and micro levels, um, but backing up to the market research, is there a couple of just key things that you would look for? And I know it goes way deeper than this. So anybody listening that goes, okay, I got that part. There's a thousand other things, but just some quick key, key tips. I'm like, these are a few things that I would look at that would make me say, yes, this might be a good market for short-term rentals, or this might be something that would come up that I'd say I probably would not want to do short-term rentals in this particular market. Yeah, absolutely. The most important thing for me is going to be number one is my um, my sweet spot right i'll break that down in just a second so my sweet spot has to be three to five x for me uh the, the sweet spot is you know um, basically three x my rent or mortgage right um or five or x my rent or mortgage okay so if you identify a property that can create you three to five x right uh, your rent or mortgage, you're golden, bro. And then and other people call, call, another way to look at it is, you know, if you're able to bring in 15 to 20% of your total price, meaning um, I call it, I think they call it SGR, right? 15% um, of your total price of, of, of your real estate, right? Which is, for example, if the property is worth 500 grand, 15% of that is 75,000, right? So to me, 15%, 75 grand on a $500,000 property is not that good. People think it's great. If you have a $500,000 property and you're buying right, right? And, or you're renting right, right? And that's going to be tough right now in this market. Then you're not going to make very much money with the 75,000, maybe 20, $30,000 a year. But if you're finding a property that gives you 20%, right? Of your, um, of your total price of the property, which is hundred grand for a $500,000 property per year, right? Then you're, you're sort of jumping into a much blue, much more blue ocean, right? Where you, you've got your strategy down, right? You're in a premium market that's generating you more. And these are, these are, you know, a dime and a dozen, right? Like you've got to really dig deep to find these types of property. But if you don't know the market research and you don't create your sweet spot, right? The three to five X, your mortgage, then that's, it's going to be more difficult, right? Then the second thing is the cash on cash return, return, right? That's a metric that, you know, uh, that, that's a game changer for us, right? So if I'm investing $50,000, I, I better make that back, you know, uh, in a year or so or less, right? So we're super focused, you know, I've, I've got properties that gave me 200% cash return. Those are anomalies, right? I've got properties that have given me 180, you know, and I've, I've pretty much have, I've got it all right because I did every single type of property. So my cash on cash return and ROI super important, right? So you've got to understand how to actually uh, actually figure out the cash on cash return, right? So uh, for those of you who are listening and don't understand how to figure that out, it's simply, you know, if you bring if, if you put up fifty thousand dollars the first year and you bring in fifty thousand back, that's one hundred percent, right? One hundred percent cash on cash return right, for that year, and that's very, very possible, whether you do arbitrage or you purchase, right, obviously, it's going to be harder if you purchase, right, because you're going to put a lot more, right, and it's going to be easier if you, if you do an arbitrage deal. I think that's awesome, man, you know, and, and going into the, the strategies there, I know you initially were doing this with apartments and then transitions to houses, 
I'd love to hear what the experience was that had you do that transition and the pros and cons to doing a short-term rental on apartments versus houses. Absolutely, brother. So when I first started, um, I was just a little skeptical. And I, just <laughs> or not. I just knew a location. I did not know anything about market research and how to do my homework. Right? I just looked stuff up on AirDNA, which is, is, is really not filter, not so accurate. Now the, the properties in AirDNA, you know, they're, they're accurate, but the, the way that AirDNA looks at the, you know, most people know this tool, like the way it looks at, at the filters and, and it doesn't give you the right information. Okay. So um, I, I don't I only use that tool to look at a market, right? So I was starting and I looked up these apartments, the apartment said 23, 25,000 a year. I thought that was really cool, right? My rent was about a thousand dollars. So I rented eight apartments, Nick, at the same time, my first Airbnbs, but they weren't going to be ready for two months because they were renovating the eight. Okay. So um, the landlord, right, at the time basically said, okay, I've got these eight, but I also have two more, but they're ready now, right? I want to rent these two more. So I launched my business with 10 apartments and I took some of the wholesaling money, right? And I even took some loans, right, from private lenders, right? And this is how I launched my Airbnb business with rentals. So boom, now two months later, I've got 10 Airbnb apartments. It, they cost me about $5,000 per apartment between all my furnishings, you know, my first month, last month, you know, I negotiated a pretty good deal. You know, I put the deposits down and all that. So at the end of the day, you know, by the first um, four months, month four, you know, I launched it in August of 2018 by December 31st that year, uh, I had brought in about 119,000, right, in, in, in revenue. And obviously I reinvested a lot of it. So I didn't really see much profit, but, you know, because I got more apartments, right? So I was like, oh my God, 10 apartments, they're making money. They're freaking 90% occupied. So that was really cool, right? Transition, and I was making, you know, anywhere between 500 on the slowest months to about $1,000 per apartment, okay? That's pretty good, right? It's living very decently at the time. So uh, then a year goes by, right? And I'm at 28 apartments and then I'm finishing up some fix and flips. So I'm like, I really need to go into houses because I, I want to really understand what this market is about. So I look up a house, I do a little market research, Airbnb, you know, and it tells me $36,000 a year or 30,000, I think, right? For this house I still have today, right? So when I launched it, you know, I was making about $3,000 a month, maybe a little more, maybe 3,500, right? And I didn't realize that houses could make so much, uh, Nick, until, you know, um, all of a sudden I tried raising the prices and it was summer and I was getting fully booked and I'm getting higher. All of a sudden I'm like, let me just fix up this property, right? Because I personally staged that first house that I had and it was just, you imagine a man, you know, um, my taste I would say is okay, but definitely not like my lady, right? I staged the whole property with my team. It was all my taste, it was all my design, everything, you know, so it was okay. It was bringing about three to 4,000. Then all of a sudden I'm like one month, it hit like 46, 47. Like, dude, I can really make it with these houses, right? So I go and take some of the cash that came in, cash flow, and I put it back, spent about $6,000. This is probably about um, seven, eight months after I launched it, right? And, uh, and, and I redo, I add, you know, a really cool game room and I a little bit of backyard and I add, I put better furniture, spent 6,000, right? It was a whole lot. So this property starts making five and 6,000. Then I'm like, dude, this is awesome. So then I started doing the same thing with my other fix and flips, 
right? And changing some of them. And then I start trying to find arbitrage deals. I've never done a house, right? And in, in, in arbitrage, via arbitrage. So I went and negotiated for a few arbitrage the same way I negotiated the permits, right? And then and that's how I started creating the whole arbitrage deal. This is probably towards the end of 2019, right? The end of 2019 to maybe the beginning of 2020. Um, it's it's COVID now, right? We uh, February or March of 20, uh, 2020, and then all of a sudden, Nick, I have 37 apartments at the beginning of COVID in like five houses, 42, right? And then ghost town in downtown. Most of my apartments were within a two-mile radius of downtown Houston, ghost town. You know, um, I think I was like $40,000 below what I was projecting in March, probably fifty dollars to $60,000 in April, and then you know, maybe 20 or $30,000. So I lost money a couple of months straight. And that's when I realized, you know, I went and dig deep and I was reading books. I was trying to figure out why I'm losing money, right? And I was losing money because I, I read this book called Fix This Next by Mike McCallowicz, genius. I figured out it was myself. Then I'm like, oh my God, if I'm making 5,000 in these houses, why the heck am I not doing just houses? That's when I start transitioning my entire portfolio. So I went from dropping... I dropped 37 apartments. We just onboarded the last one this past weekend in about a year and a half, right? From COVID, it's been two years, two years, right? So I onboarded those and I traded everything for houses. So I started buying a little bit more houses. You know, so I bought four or five last year and I added uh, another 15 between a couple of partner houses that, that came into my, our portfolios management, right? Partnership management partnership, and then about 10 arbitrage deals. So I negotiated 10 houses, um, arbitration. That's how we created the, the portfolio we have today, right? So less properties, more income. I love that, man. Less headaches, more money. That, that's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, less, less work. work. Yeah. So on the on the arbitrage thing again, I think this is a, a very, you know, obviously in your circles people know it, but most people don't. So that whole rent to rent there, I'd love to hear a little bit about like what you do there. I know there's a lot of benefits to it and how you have those conversations with the owners to bring those up and just a little bit of kind of what, what, what is arbitrage? What's it look like? What's an example of some numbers and some things people can expect? Absolutely. So rental arbitrage is you going to rent a property and subleasing it on Airbnb, VRBO, booking.com, right? The gross minus expenses is the arbitrage, right? What they call arbitrage. So when I go negotiate these deals, now I use my process. I did not before. Right now, I use my process, uh, the market research process I created, and then I find a sweet spot. Right, so what I'm looking for is a property that will generate me, on average, over 12 months, three times my rent. So if my rent is 2,000, right, three times that is 6,000. You multiply that times 12. Okay, so six times 12 is 72. Is that, is that correct? I'm not sure. I'm not very good at math sometimes. Yeah, 72. Right. Yeah, 72. So, you got it. There you go. I'm like, hey, what is it? <laughs> so um, I am looking for properties that will bring me 72,000 or more, right? And how do I find 72,000? That's where the micro market research and finding the micro markets comes, right? Then once I've identified that this property will bring me this type of property in that particular market, let's just say, you know, where are you located at right now? Illinois. Illinois. Outside Chicago. Okay. So you're like right outside Illinois or like in Illinois in a, in a, either urban or suburban market, right? And then you're finding pockets of areas that are giving you uh, an, a, a properties that are three bedrooms, let's just say, and each 
there's maybe eight properties that are three and four bedrooms com combined, right? There's some that are three, some that are four. And that little pocket or circle is bringing 75, 68, 85, 100, right? So you take the average of those properties, right? And then, in, or the top three or four, right? And instead of an average of the 10, and really create what we call the perfect property avatar, right? So I utilize my comps on Airbnb, right? I also utilize the, the revenue that these properties are giving me, right? Um, and then I'm utilizing the market power, right? Like, or what the market grade is, what, I, what they call the market grade. I want to see if it's good to buy or not good to buy, right? So I'm looking at different, different, uh, you know, data points, including those three, right? And I'm also seeing what is the occupancy, right? What is the, how many nights most, most properties are booked, right? Um, and then what's the, what they call lead time, how many, how many days in advance people are booking, right? Um, and then how many nights are booking per booking, right? What's the average, you know, uh, what's the average nightly rate too, okay? So once I've identified all these data points, then, then that's when I make my decision. Okay, I think this property is going to make X amount, right? We need to go for this type of property. Then I step into negotiating the deal, right? I, I create a list of all these properties that match that criteria because I know that they're going to possibly make me X, you know, 72,000 or more, right? And then we start shooting, you know, emails to, you know, not, not the type of marketing you guys do, right? But we do shoot, we'll, we'll do emails and contact, contact people through either MLS or, you know, Craigslist or, you know, Zillow or whatever, right? So um, we don't do print marketing, right? And then no CRM, you know, because th this would be a little crazy. That would be acquisitions, right? So we work with several people. And then um, once we've identified that type of property, boom, we go after it. And, you know, uh, right now it's a little bit harder to do arbitrage. Um, it just depends on your market. But before, you know, it wasn't as hard. I think the market's definitely going to change. But right now, you know, things are a little bit crazy, as everybody might know. So that's my process. And when it comes to the negotiation, Nick, you know, what I do is essentially present, you know, I've got a full process, but I present the landlord with the benefits, right, that, that he's going to benefit from by negotiating, by doing a deal with me rather than a long-term tenant. So for example, I'll say, you know, Mr. Landlord, you know, we're going to pay you the rent, you know, um, exactly on time every single month we're going to deduct it from our account um we can also you know take care of the maintenance and xyz um and then we negotiate just giving benefits boom 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 boom, right to protect ourselves right because sometimes it could be it could be a little bit of a game because you have to present the benefits first right you have to present the benefits first and then you have to present your clauses right so we've got three or four clauses for example we negotiate a pandemic clause we've added that right we negotiate uh, natural disaster clause, right? Okay, can I get out of the lease X? And then we try to negotiate a clause for revenue, right? If we don't hit X amount of revenue, you know, then it's going to become really hard to do this and we don't want to default on this. Can you let us out? That type of deal, right? So we've negotiated our benefits first, presented to them. You know, if you're, if you're doing it in person, right, then I'm just building a relationship the whole entire time, talking about, you know, not right, hey, let's do the deal, really building report, Right. And then offering the benefits, kind of like, you know, doing the sales, you know, sales pitch to, you know, when you're presenting on stage or something like that. I, I just take the similar approach. Right. And, and I give the benefits. So if landlord feels that, you know, they built a relationship with me. Right. And they've heard the benefits. I have to be really specific about what, what how am I going to make the difference? 
Like, why should he rent to me rather than rent to this other guy or this other 10 people, right? That are looking for the same property, right? And then as it goes, um, we can either throw the offer right then and then, you know, um, while we're on site or, you know, take it through an email, you know, to, to break it down a little bit more. And then if you do it long enough, right? Meaning if you really are recognizing the properties, the, the, the landlords are interested, right? Then uh, what's going to happen is you're not even going to really bother with anyone that's not interested because if they're interested, then you put time into it, right? If they say yes to being interested, then they're probably going to say yes if you do everything else right to renting the property to you. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan Lamont. Dan Lamont has played in such bands as Crown Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He's played all over the world and he's also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabre. Dan has taught tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. I love that, man. I think that that's awesome. And again, I, I know there's probably a million other details that go into that. So I appreciate you kind of touching on it because again, people, there's benefits to it because you're probably getting in for less than you would have to put down as a down payment on a house. There's probably less qualifications than you would for a mortgage. And you can make a lot of cash flow with, again, would increase your cash on cash return. And I guess the only downside to it is probably that you're not benefiting from the appreciation, but you're also hedging your best on the risk of a market turn. So there's, again, it's kind of just how you look at it, right? Yeah. It- you know, you can, you can essentially sort of diversify your portfolio. That's how I've done it, right? Um, so most real estate investors love the equity. I love the equity. The end game is always buying. So you could negotiate a lease option, right? Or, you know, whatever you call it in Texas, is not legal to say that or uh, yeah. to, do that, to do that, right? That strategy is not legal, but you can do it however you, you uh, perform that. You know, that's one way. But diversifying... It could be good, especially if you're getting started negotiating a lease, right? And really understanding all the other specs, I think is a great way to get started. That's how I got started. And I've got tons of properties that are rental arbitrage that are cash flowing very, very well. That's awesome, man. So I think you've probably piqued a lot of interest with this now on both sides of, of all the things you've talked about. I know you're teaching a bunch of people how to do this as well. Talk about all the stuff you have coming up, all the options you have. Now, I know you do uh, Five Houses of Freedom. There's some classes coming up. You also have Elevate Coaching. You know, talk about it. how do people learn from you? Yeah, absolutely, brother. So uh, Five Houses of Freedom is our brand uh, that, that teaches people through events, right? So we, we've got a, uh, an event company, right? You know, we teach people through events and you know, classes and all that sort of thing. Like we've got a virtual boot camp that we just did two weeks ago. Uh, we also have a, uh, an in-person boot camp, right? We, we stopped in person for a while and the next virtual is going to be in, uh, I think in May, right? Um, uh, we also do uh, virtual classes, right? And these are for somebody that's really wanting to get started. So the next one, which I mentioned is earlier, is going to be in, you know, to you well, off the record, right? It's an SDR acquisition secrets class. And I'm going to be really touching on micro markets 
because it's tougher with with the industry and and everything that has changed in the real estate industry and and, and how the how the, the whole game of short-term rentals is playing like how the whole industry is you know you've got to really know your market better and and it's not just going in there and picking any property anymore right and that's how i started but it's not that way anymore right you go you can lose money if you don't do the right research right so we are offering basically we're throwing a uh, doing a uh, a masterclass for um, acquisitions fully on micro markets, you know, so uh, I'll shoot you the link for that, but it's called stracquisitionsecrets.com, right? Um, so that's the next one. And then Elevate Coaching is is that high level one year thing, right? So it's a program that I've designed, you know, to you know, put together for true, uh, true real estate investors who are serious about taking their game to the next level with cash flow, right? And creating wealth to short-term rentals, right? So I work with wholesalers, I work with fix and flippers. I work with, with agents, you know, who invest. Um, and I work with entrepreneurs, right. Um, essentially is a very thorough program. It has a, a combination of like online, uh, a little bit of in-person, you know, so it's, it's, it's a membership type of deal, right. So we've actually made it into a membership. So people come in and they can stay as long as they want, right. Which is really cool. That's where they get, you know, lots of coaching for me. Right. And we've got over 60 clients right now just pretty awesome for, you know, just about a year and a few months. Right? Yeah, man. So lots of good testimonials and lots of people happy. That's awesome, man. So those links, um, tell people again, where can they find them? And then anybody listening to this, definitely check the show notes because I'm going to post all your links and all your social media and everything on there. So whenever they hear this, whether it's current or a past episode, they know how to find you and connect on what dates you have coming up. Absolutely, brother. Um, I'll be happy to connect with anybody. Uh, my social media site is George Salas 360.com, G O R G E S A L E S 360.com. Um, our STR acquisitions class is STR acquisition secrets.com. And then um, uh, Five House to Freedom is super strmakers.com. And that website's not up yet because the other events are up, right? But super strmakers.com dot com would be the side I'll, i'm pretty sure we'll, we'll, we'll throw it in the, in the youtube channel but brother it's been a pleasure uh being here with you man thank you so much dude this was awesome i really appreciate you coming on and sharing all this stuff i look forward to taking your classes myself and learning more about how i can do this better because i'm always a big proponent of learning and investing in myself and making good relationships so i appreciate you coming on especially a couple of days before you're about to get married man congratulations i hope you have an outstanding time tons of memories have a blast thank you for coming on i'm sure you're very busy so i will let you go but any final thoughts before we release you today um you know it's it's i want to tell every investor here everyone listening right it, it is whatever you wish to do right it doesn't matter what it is what strategy it, it's always about focusing you know on on really mastering right if you master something you know don't just jump in and let me just figure it out in my opinion that's that's the way i like to run right hey Go and master something. This, this industry of short-term rentals could be a great addition to whatever you're doing, or it could be a great full-time thing, right? But that doesn't mean that you can stop doing everything else, right? But it's time to master the game, right? It's, it's time to bring the A game. <laughs> I love so, it, man. Yeah, don't let anyone or anything stop you from the dreams. That's well, thank I'm you very saying. much, man. You definitely bring your A game, and you definitely brought it to this podcast. So thank you for sharing. George Salas, ladies and gentlemen, you will be a married man when this comes out on Monday. Have a great week, sir. Thank you for coming on. Yes, sir.